Welcome to the Atlanta Foodcast. Stories from the people who are making Atlanta the greatest city for eaters. I'm your host, Ben Getz. Holly Shute, ladies and gentlemen. Someone I absolutely adore. And she has worked as the personal chef for pretty much every governor that you can remember here in the state of Georgia. And her story, like many of the guests that we have here on the show, is wonderful. And the way that she made it as the personal chef for the Georgia governor, it's just perfect. And I won't spoil any more of her story here, but we caught up downtown at the Department of Agriculture in the offices of Georgia Grown. And if you don't know, we're actually one of the few states to have a wonderful Department of Agriculture, and Mr. Gary Black is at the helm, and the Georgia Grown program and label is a major one, pointing much-deserved attention and recognition to the foods and products produced or grown right here in the Peach State. And Holly and I also caught up to talk about a little benefit happening for Georgia Grown at Taste of Atlanta this weekend, specifically on Friday night. And there's an awesome kickoff happening on Friday celebrating Georgia products and a bunch of chefs. So here's our conversation, and here she is, Miss Holly Shute. Okay, so I have to I have to say first and foremost, you'll probably hear it a little bit. You can kind of hear it right now. Uh, but uh, I'm with Miss Holly Shute from Georgia Grown, and we're sitting at the Department of Agriculture. And the best thing that's happened all season is in the background. Uh, we've got some really killer music, don't we, Holly? We do. Yeah. We don't know where it's coming from, have, but yeah. it's there. So this is the beauty of uh, utilizing equipment that can monitor um, is we're picking up something and I don't know if it's like a radio signal but we've got some pretty awesome music going on in the background which normally does not happen Um, I don't even know if uh, there's some sort of law against that but you can hear it so I think it's Beastie Boys right now so this is great but um, I already kind of introduced you but Miss Holly Shute from Georgia Grown from the Department of Agriculture welcome to the Atlanta Foodcast. Thanks Ben glad to be here. And and I think we've been running around like a lot of the same like concentric circles over the past like probably year or two and I've seen you in so many places so I feel like this was just bound to happen and I'm so glad that I have a chance to sit down with you and get to know you a little bit and hear some of your story and talk about Georgia Grown and a, and a few other cool things. Absolutely and I know yeah. we have a lot of friends in common. We do. One yeah. key person is Ted Nelson who yeah. knows everybody. Yeah I don't know if Ted's gotten enough shout out on <laughs> on the podcast but Ted is a tremendous individual. Uh, he is just the the king of connection like if you know Ted like there is no degree of separation uh, greater than like one or two. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, if you know Ted, like <laughs> Ted knows everybody. He's an amazing guy. Um, but um, but before we get into you know too much about Georgia Grown um, and everything happening here, I, I want to get to know you. So you're going to get the first question that Are everybody you sure? gets. I do. I really do. So tell me who cooked for you growing up and what kind of cook was he or she? Um, my mother and my grandmother. They were both incredible cooks and I was on a stool in the kitchen from a very young age starting out making salad dressings and then moving on from there so I had two incredible women that showed me the way my dad was a good cook too but my mom and my grandmother were the biggest influence on me yeah when did you start like what age would you say that you started uh that you started cooking I would say probably six or seven nice yeah. That's awesome. What did you take to the most, like, the fastest? Like, what was the most fascinating to you at a young age? Like, what do you remember, like, being in the kitchen with your family? Like, what was it? Well, we were very middle-class American with uh-huh. lots of casseroles and throw-together things. Nice. So, um, 
Yeah. So it was a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where was home? Long Island, New York. Oh, right on. I was yeah. going to say, I can hear it. Like you, you definitely have a lot of, you have a lot of like Georgia and South, but like I can hear, I can yeah. hear a little bit I, of I've Long I've been Island. here for 38 years. Right. So yeah, this is home now, but. Gotcha. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, what kind of eater were you though? Like if you like being in the kitchen, like what, what were you like at the dinner table? Did you eat everything or were you picky? Um, pretty much. I was, I was pretty good with whatever my mom cooked. Gotcha. So was there anything that you did not like as a kid? Um, chicken livers. That's a given. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have a funny liver story. Do you want to hear it? Sure. So we're sitting at the, at the kitchen table and I have an older brother. He's 17 months older than I am. And my parents told us that, uh, so it was, it was liver and it was, I'm pretty sure it was beef liver. It's not chicken livers, but it was beef liver. And, uh, they told us that it was steak because it can, I mean, if you cook it right, I mean, it kind of, you know, can masquerade as, you know, some really cheap cut of steak. And, uh, and we took a bite and we're like, I think it's burnt or rotten or something's wrong with it because they just wanted us to try liver and that was my first foray into the world of awful and yeah. um yeah so we always hold that uh, over my parents heads as uh, like we had like on you. calves liver once a week or once every other week wow with bacon and onions mm-hmm. and that was probably the one thing i really um, ate a lot of bacon and onions and yeah. tried to mask the, it was a texture thing more than right. anything. Yeah. That's like a hang out with people who don't mind your breath after, you know, you've had liver and onions. Like these are the people that love you the most. <laughs> so, um, well, I, that's, that's pretty clear. Like that's the way that you made your, that, that's how you made your way into cooking is like you, you were around it from yeah. a pretty young age. Yeah. And then I was a French and business major in college Okay, and spent my junior year in Paris and the family I lived with, the woman loved to cook, mm-hmm. and she knew I was interested, so she also showed me a lot of things. And then I took some cooking classes while I was there, and that's wow. when I decided I really didn't want to teach French or work in international trade and um, applied to the Culinary Institute of America after I graduated. Gotcha. And uh, it, that was it. That was it. Well, oh, and also in Paris, you learned, like, man, yeah. butter is oh, amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's its own food group. It is. It really is. Yeah. Um, so you went to CIA. Yes. In New York. Yep. Gotcha. What yeah. was what was like? What was your your time there? What um, was that like? Well, I was driven. I you know it was a lot of young people um, in my class, and I was not a good student in college. I was a like a two o student i partied and had a lot of fun and then when i went to the cia i was driven and i was number one in my class when i graduated so it was and this was pre um big name chefs you know when kids did their externship there we weren't connected to all the restaurants like they are nowadays you know we just got a job somewhere um what did you want to do when you got out of cia what was your what was your idea what was your goal um i Wanted to do restaurant. I went back to the restaurant that I did my externship at, and the chef quit like a couple of days after I got there. So, and it was it was not a fancy restaurant. It was you know a steakhouse kind of thing. So I was kind of pushed into that position and not trained for it. Hmm. I was like, it was. <laughs> I did the best I could, but I didn't feel like I did a good job. Um, <laughs> but your, your chef left, and then everyone's like, well, Holly's here. <laughs> yeah. You can do that, Pretty right? much. <laughs> wow. Goodness. 
Oh, man. So um, I was there a year and a half, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine I had been in school with called me and said, how would you like to be the chef to the governor of Georgia? And I was like, um, I'm not qualified. <laughs> and she said, no, you really need to come down. You need to try it. I mean, I think you'd be great. Wow. So I flew down and interviewed with huh. Mary Beth Busby. Get um, out. And I was 25. <laughs> and she offered me the job on the spot. I didn't have to cook. Really? I just, um, I met in the formal library, was served coffee with a silver service with butlers. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? And she just said, you know, I think you and I will get along just fine. So if you want it, the job is yours. What did she like to eat? They were, you know, just down home Southern peas and greens, which I had never cooked in my life. Oh man. So, um, I did the smart thing and hired a 50-year-old black woman to be the cook to work with me. Wow. And she taught me everything I know about Southern cooking. Was, had you even ever had greens? No. 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 You had never actually eaten them yourself? No. Wow. So you were introduced to a whole new world. Oh, it was, yeah, it was definitely mind-blowing. Yeah. Like the actual vegetable, the preparation, how amazing pot liquor is, like yeah. with a big old slab of cornbread. Yeah. And the first time, the first time they told me to get some peas, because we worked back then, it was really formal. Mm-hmm. Um, seven days a week um, between the two, the cook and me. Seven days a week, three meals a day. Wow. Full-time butlers. Um, and you didn't, there was a bell under the carpet that yeah. they rang when you wanted to, they wanted you to come and pick up dishes or be served. Wow. So it was it was pretty crazy. And before Eva Joe, my mentor, came, there was a um, a former inmate woman that did not like me at all. Oh, wow. And um, she let it be known. <laughs> um, so she had asked me to pick up some peas for her for the weekend. Well, the only peas I knew were green peas. Right. So I brought them back, and they were still in the refrigerator on Monday. And she said, and I had to go to the store and buy peas. And I said, well, what's the matter with those? And she goes, them china berries? So... That's when Mary Beth Busby took me with State Patrol security to the DeKalb Farmer's Market and introduced me <laughs> to all the different kinds of peas. So you were like, you were actually, you were supposed to get like field peas. Yep, exactly. But you were just like, I know green peas yeah. that are in like stew and they're really <laughs> gross. Uh, I'd be with you. I'd yeah. totally be with you there. I'm like, yeah, I know peas. I know, yeah. I know what peas look like. They're, they're usually green. Yeah. Yeah. But then you see field peas like, you know rattlesnake beans or something you or know and like black eyed peas black eyed peas, peas yeah, crowder time. peas yeah yep. and uh it's not a, at all the same nope nope not even mm-hmm. remotely the yep. same so yeah and i had never made biscuits before and they oh. had biscuits every morning for breakfast you, you were a bagel girl right yeah, yeah. absolutely big time <laughs> i you know it's it's hilarious to me because you know obviously whatever you want to call you know atlanta like empire state of the south whatever but there's a lot of people that move here from the northeast like whether it's new hampshire or maine or especially new york pennsylvania yeah. and like biscuits don't really break into a lot of people's lives until they visit the south and that, that's still a very common story and then if people have never made biscuits they they have no idea how ridiculously simplistic it is, but it's almost impossible to perfect if you're not a Southern. Absolutely. <laughs> for some and reason. Like right now, I'm in the middle of the Georgia National Fair where I do demos every day. Mm-hmm. And several days I do biscuit demos. Wow. And, you know, people go crazy. They say, wow, this is so easy. Mm-hmm. You know, how come we can't do it? And I, you know, I show them 
and uh, it's great. Yeah. When I learned how to make biscuits, Governor Busby um, presented me with a framed damn Yankee border pass, allowing me to stay in the sovereign state of Georgia. You got to send me a photo of this. I don't have it anymore. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I love that, though. Yeah, I know. And it said, never a word is to be said against riches, grits, or Coca-Cola. Yeah. It yeah. pretty much sums it up. Pretty much. Yeah. Because everything else in there, I mean, that just kind of covers like all matter of, you know, necessity, really. Yeah. So um, what kind of biscuit person are you? Are you drop biscuit? Are you like layery, like flaky biscuit? Uh, flaky biscuit. I use um, shortening and a little bit of butter. Mm-hmm. And just, I pat them out by hand and then mm -hmm. cut them. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Have you ever been a fan of like drop biscuits? Oh, yeah. 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 There's, I'm a fan of any kind of biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just introduced maybe two or three years ago um, to Angel Biscuits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The and yeast, I was like, yeah, yeast I was biscuits? Because like, I'm a bread person. I'm a, I'm a big time, like I, I love baking bread. So I was like, man, this is like, <laughs> this is like a yeast roll and a biscuit. Like they got together and yeah. they're hanging out. And uh, yeah, so I'm actually... I'm a big fan of Angel Biscuits. So Callie's over in the Highlands, yep. and they're, they're from Charleston. Yep. Because if you try and go to the one in Charleston, like the, it's just perpetually busy. Yeah. Uh, but that was actually the first place that I ever had an Angel Biscuit. And I was like, this is good. But it's very different. Yeah. Very, very different. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so you are the chef for the governor. Six governors. Six governors. So not just one, but yep. six. So in uh, this, your first with Governor Busby was what year? 1981. 1981. And then take me through the other five. Um, Joe Frank Harris, Zell Miller. I left halfway through the, um, Joe Frank's term. Okay. Um, I got married and my husband and I started a residential window cleaning and home service business. Hmm. And then right after the Olympics, um, Zell called and said, can you help me out with a um, special event? And I said, sure. And I did that, did several events over that weekend, and I decided I really wanted to come back. Hmm. So for the rest of the year, I did the rest of his events, and then Joe, um, Roy Barnes was elected, and they asked me to come back full-time. So I did that, and then worked for Barnes, Purdue, and part of Nathan Deal. Wow. So. Goodness. So you work as the chef for many governors of the state of Georgia and now you're you're working for Georgia Grown. Yes. So let's do two things. So tell me let, let's talk about what Georgia Grown is and like what it actually what, what what it functions as and like the mission of Georgia Grown and then let's talk about what you do with Georgia Grown cuz it's a lot. <laughs> and I've seen you quite literally everywhere in the city with Georgia Grown uh with a lot of other people and um it's a very recognizable label. I mean I have a like you saw on my Key, in my case for all my gear i've got this giant sticker like festooned like you know amongst all the others but um but it's, it's a really important thing that we have here in the state so tell us about what georgia grown is okay um it's the marketing arm of the georgia department of agriculture and when gary black the commissioner of agriculture shout out to gary yes absolutely <laughs> um when he was elected he kind of relaunched the brand and decided that this was really important to make it recognizable. Mm -hmm. So the first year, he um, coordinated with the Georgia Restaurant Association, and they had a George Grown Executive Chef program. And they selected four chefs from around the state to represent the brand. And the first year, it was me, Hillary White, um, Michael Deal, and Kevin Gillespie. 
So we would do demos and just kind of represent the band, uh, the brand, go to schools and just educate people about local products. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed it so much that I approached Gary and asked him, told him I'd like to do it full time. Hmm. And he said, well, don't don't put it off completely. But, you know, we've got to work some things out. And um, so he called me and said that. Um, well, actually, the governor um, came to me and he said, you know, is there something wrong? And I said, no, I love my job. But so they created this position and I absolutely love what I do. Um, I, the members of Georgia Grown, it's a membership based program. And so farmers and producers join and then we help them grow their business. So I do a lot of recipe development using the products of our members and then show consumers how to use them so that they will support our members. So, you know, we do everything from barbecue sauces to pepper jellies to seasonings. Um, and then, you know, Oliver Farms artisan oils. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Which we used before. Yeah they're, yeah, they're incredible. Yeah, they're incredible. I, I remember receiving a basket. I won a raffle at an event and it was a Georgia grown basket. And it was just a, I mean, it was more than I could really wrap my head around. Uh, but seeing that label where it's either, you know, something is, is literally grown in Georgia and it's like the full product, like it's, you know, I, either an organic, you know, uh, vegetable or produce or something, or there's Georgia grown products in this item or in this whatever it is, um, is really cool. And, you know, it's, um, I've only lived in Georgia now for, we've been here for like seven years and, um, it's a, it's a huge point of pride, you know, because, I mean, after starting the podcast and speaking with so many people who I was just, you know, a, a fan of their restaurant or the work that they've done, um, you very quickly learn how agriculture forward the entire state of Georgia truly is. And then having that label of Georgia Grown is like, like you said, I mean, it's like the most perfect marketing arm for having, you know, a pretty vibrant Department of Agriculture, um, and it, it's all just kind of you know full circle. But I, I just thought that that was so cool, like to be in my grocery store and see this label on so many different things. You know, things that I buy and some things that I don't. But um, it's just really cool. Yeah, it's really neat. And Georgia was the first state ever to be invited to cook at the James Beard House. Really? Yeah, they, it's normally just restaurant chefs, cookbook authors, and um, they've been there so many times, haven't you? Um, we've been there six times. Yeah. I'd say that's, so, I would say that's so many. Yeah. yeah. I've never been and I can't wait to go one day, but, um, um, we already have our date for next year. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. So, do you know um, who you're cooking with? um, I do not. We have just opened the application process oh, cool. for our Georgia grown chefs. That's awesome. And they'll be picked by December 1st. Cool. And then we start right away, um, working on which chef's going to do what protein. That's awesome. And, um, you know, what vegetables and fruits that have to be incorporated into the menu. It's awesome. And then the wines and spirits and beers, too, that get paired with the courses are all from Georgia. That's great. So it's it's a pretty awesome event. Yeah. Well, especially for those who are attending, you know, maybe yeah. they'll be like in your shoes. You're like, I never had greens before. Yeah. Or I've never actually known anything outside of, you know, one type of biscuit, like Grand's flaky biscuits out of a can you're like yeah we actually make them down in georgia but yeah. from scratch but yeah, yeah that's really cool that's yep. super exciting yeah and i had i actually the first dinner we did there 
one of the guests made me bring a bottle of the wine out from the kitchen because they, he didn't believe it was actually a Georgia wine. Oh, yeah. There's, there's <laughs> tons of wine in Georgia. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I'm a miserable uh, like wine sleuth myself, but you know, I, I love that so many people that I'm constantly around introduce me to wine that I actually really enjoy because yeah, I, I have to work really to like drink wine and you know find something that I really like but man it's, it's amazing when you when you drink wine that was actually grown and then actually produced in the state of Georgia it's uh it, it makes you feel even better You're like oh my gosh I like this and it was grown essentially just down the road yeah it's great absolutely yeah it's yeah. really really cool um so Georgia grown has been going on for how long now um, probably about nine, ten years mm-hmm. that it's really been promoted hard. Gotcha. And you know, it's, it's really cool too. If, if you're, if you're listening to this and Georgia grown is something that's relatively new to you, um, you know, I've, I've actually I've perused the, the website several times, actually just looking for recipes to kind of send people's way. And, you know, if it's something to cook in, you know, a cast iron skillet or just something for, you know, more, you know, seasonal or, or whatever, it's uh, it, there's a lot of information that you guys have put work into to build out Georgia grown. That's not just a label saying like, Oh, this is grown in the state of Georgia. You know, th- there's a lot more to it of like how you actually, you know, not that I love saying celebrate, but you know, really how you pay homage to a lot of other people's hard work, you know, people who are growing things and resting them from the earth or, you know, people who are producing wine. And it's, um, it's, it's really cool to see how much content you guys really have around like the whole Georgia grown brand. Yeah. We're working really hard to, you know, make it a really recognizable brand. Mm -hmm. When you have Subway Mm -hmm. Uh, sourcing their cucumbers and peppers and tomatoes from Georgia in season yeah, and promoting the Georgia grown brand. I mean, you can't get better than that. I mean, it's, I mean, I do, it's not maybe everybody's choice of a place to eat, but the fact that it goes that far down Mm -hmm. and they try and support Georgia is, is pretty cool. Yeah, no, it really is. Yeah. And especially having a, tomato that was grown in the state of georgia while it's in season it's pretty much good anywhere yeah so i'm not going to complain so um but you know speaking of the of just the the growth and you know recognizable brand that georgia grown is um taste of atlanta is happening this week um and uh it's it's always something that i look forward to and i can't believe it's 18 years of the same festival and it's just kind of grown exponentially and changed locations and um, they've done, uh, you know, Dale Descent is a good friend of mine and it's, it's amazing to see how, how much has changed over the years and like how, how local businesses and local organizations and people, you know, that it's, it's more, it, it's more than just like a, Hey, come and eat food. You know, there's a lot of different ways to get involved or, you know, to learn things. And, um, Friday night is especially cool for you guys with Georgia Grown. Yes. And I know it's hosted by a dear friend of mine, Mr. Nick Leahy. And mine as well. And yours. Um, I actually just sat down with him last week uh, to record a different podcast. But um, I I really am looking forward to Friday night. So tell me about what's going on. Well, it is um, some great chefs that Nick Leahy has selected to participate in the VIP experience. And um, it's just celebrating Georgia and Georgia products. And um, I will be, before this, I will be at 
the Sunbelt Agricultural Expo in Moultrie, Georgia. And I have made arrangements to pick up butternut squash from one of the farmers down there to use in our dish for Friday night. Is that right? Yeah, we're doing a roasted butternut squash soup with um, pumpkin oil. Um, nice. Oliver Farms pumpkin oil and um, Sparkman Dairy whipped cream on it and pumpkin seeds. So Sounds wonderful. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, and I, I love what you said. I mean, it's a, it's a perfect example of how Georgia is represented from chefs here in Atlanta for a single festival, but it really brings everything back to really like the mission of what Georgia Grown is. But I, uh, I think it's, it's really what my, my overarching goal would be is like, you know, hearing these people's stories on the podcast, like, but seeing all these people in one place for, you know, even a, even a short period of time, like even just one evening on a Friday is, is so amazing. And it's also rare, you yeah. know, cause you know, it's a, it's a perfect opportunity to bring people together and showcase like how every single one of these individual chefs or people who own restaurants or whatever it is, like whoever's representing, um, they really take the care and attention to, to call out who they work with. And these are people who are working throughout the state of Georgia to, you know, actually bring up something like Georgia grown because it is, you know, all these things actually come from the state of Georgia and that's, that's what everybody's really excited about. It's just cool. Yeah. And there'll be a lot of uh, Georgia grown chefs there because mm-hmm. each year we pick four to six chefs to help uh, be ambassadors for the program. It's awesome. It's so, and cool. we all love to see one another. So that's this cool. is a great opportunity for the chefs to get together sure. and, share the evening as well big time yeah and it's cool i know that uh i know that uh, is it all of the proceeds are actually going to benefit georgia grown for yes. friday night yes it's really cool yeah yeah and uh you know i mean i've i've been to taste of atlanta now i think seven years running um and uh friday night is something that i always look forward to i mean saturday and sunday are great and i know that a lot of people like they will you know make their way into the city just to attend you know like a food festival which it's it's amazing you know there's so much that you can eat and drink and experience in a very short period of time on on saturday or sunday but um you know kind of like from a local perspective friday is like what i'm the most jazzed about always yeah. uh, because of this you know this is like the opportunity of like you turn around from giving someone a hug and like catching up and then it's just another person, you know, and, um, it's just a fun, like it's a, it's a fun, like locals party, yeah. but, um, but I love like the overarching benefit for Georgia grown. It's really cool. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's awesome. Holly, you have an amazing story and I love that this is your first podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being <laughs> on my show. Um, I can't wait, uh, to, find some time next season to sit down again with you and i'd love to have gary black on the show i think that'd be amazing i think that would be awesome yeah we'd have a great time yes there'd absolutely be, there'd be music in the background from a local <laughs> radio station be great um but i'm also looking forward to seeing you on friday at taste of atlanta good luck with the rest of the fair and i cannot wait to eat your butternut squash soup uh, it's going to be amazing and um but thanks again for being on the show we'll catch up soon thank you so much for having me ben yeah. thanks ollie Many thanks to Holly for joining me for this episode. And if you'd like to come hang out with Holly and myself and a bunch of other amazing chefs on Friday night for the kickoff of Taste of Atlanta, tickets are still available at tasteofatlanta.com. Also, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about the Georgia Department of Agriculture or Georgia Grown, just go to georgiagrown.com. This podcast is recorded all over our beautiful city and edited over on the east side of town by me, your host. Hello again. Our design is headed up by JJ Getz. And if you like what you hear, you can support the show right now on Patreon for just $5 a month. I'm your host, Ben Getz, and you've been listening to 
the Atlanta Foodcast. Stay hungry. <laughs>